1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Last February, WWJ tried something it had never done in its 100-year history: it started a podcast. The ability
1: to take some of that reporting that WWJ has been building for you know a century and to be able to elongate that into a little more in-depth storytelling was something that I was really excited about.
2: As we celebrate one full year of the Daily J we take a look back at how we got here and our favorite stories that we told along the way. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. A year ago this month, The Daily J began giving you daily news stories on the happenings around Metro Detroit, from the serious to the silly. But how did we get here? How did the idea of WWJ's first ever podcast come into existence? Well, the show's executive producer, Zach Clark, and I sat down and had a conversation about the show's origins and the amazing year that we got to have. All right, Zach, we are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Daily J, the start of it all. Take me back to the beginning. How did it all start? What was this thing that began as just an I podcast but didn't really have anything to it? How did the Daily J be- become what it is today?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's such a good question because it was like, When I started this job and the position was created, I became the executive podcast director. I mean, literally, the goal was, let's have a podcast. And I'm like, hey, sweet. And so the company at the time said they wanted every market, every brand to have a daily. So the thought was we would do a daily news podcast. And part of that, the newsroom at WWJ has been telling stories for 100 years. They do it so well. But they're very limited on time, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute if you're lucky. And so the ability to take some of that reporting and to take the concepts that WWJ has been building for, you know, a century and to be able to elongate that into a little more in-depth storytelling was something that I was really excited about. And looking back on it, what I have done a daily, I think so. Has it been more challenging? Absolutely. But we've done 250 podcasts in the last year. And there's probably 300 stories out there. So I'm glad we're doing the Daily because, you know, if you do the math, that means we missed about
2: 50 of them. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the structure of the Daily J2. You talk about how you wanted to take those minute-long stories that they have the ability to tell and how we can stretch it out and let it breathe. We tend to do this in three segments. Segment one, musical break. Segment two, musical break. Segment three. And we use those transitions as an opportunity to reset and maybe take a new angle. What went into the thought process? Why did you decide on three segments? Why did you decide on transitions to help reset when in reality you could have just rolled right through the whole 10 minutes? And why did you decide on 10 minutes? I'll enter the last one first. When it comes to the time, I know that things don't work
1: in segments like they used to anymore. Like one- We talk about time. There are millions, literally millions of podcasts. And to me, entering the space was something that was easily digestible, was going to give us the best chance for success as opposed to storming in here and saying, here, listen for 45 minutes. And if we're going to do a daily and, and at the time when we started this, there was no you. So it was just me. And so part of the 10 minutes, I'll be honest, was just practical. we, We have to make this happen every day. But also, I do think there's something to be said about brevity and about telling a rich story without just letting it spill everywhere. And I like long podcasts. There's a time and a place for them. But my hope and my thought with The Daily J is almost no matter where you're going, there's going to be some exceptions, but no matter where you're going, it'll be over by the time you get to where you're going.
2: What are some of your favorite moments that have occurred or favorite episodes that you've done in this year, in this past year?
1: The amount of things, little and big, that I've gotten to learn in the last year about Detroit, Metro Detroit, the, the, the people and the places, it's just been amazing. I feel like a better Detroiter because of the work that I've gotten to do and the work that we've done, because of the people I've met and the stories we've told. I, I think it's just, it's wonderful. And those that know me know I'm, I'm more of a lighthearted type guy when it comes to the stories I like to tell. You know, one of my favorites has been part of it because, you know, Kyle Berry is such a good friend of mine. Part of it's because the Wayne County Life guys are so awesome, but the Wayne County Life episode profile we did, you know, we've done a lot of cool episodes where we touch on real people. We did an episode about the price of rent in the city of Detroit, and instead of talking to an economist, we talked to a woman that had been evicted. We did an episode about a really dangerous area of Detroit, and instead of talking to an anthropologist, we talked to a guy that had spent a bazillion years in prison for gun violence and had come out and was making a difference in his community. I mean those kinds of things to me are amazing. You know, if I'm going to rank my top five episodes, I bet three, four, maybe all five of them will involve Annie Scarmazno, and the episodes that she and I have done together, which have been just such a blast. <laughs>
2: Zach mentioned Annie Scaramazzino. She is WWJ's social media director, and she is also a big fan of all things Metro Detroit. She has helped tell some of the Daily J's most interesting stories, and a lot of which were her idea. Here's Annie.
3: I have been working in radio for a really long time, since I was 18, Um, and I'm a huge podcast fan, and that has, you know, over the years as podcasts have grown and there have become more of them, I've discovered more and more, and I listen to them all the time, and with that being said, when, you know, Zach was brought on and started working on Daily J., I just immediately thought that the show was really high quality, especially for a show that was just getting its legs. And I thought Zach was doing a great job with it. You came on, contributed, started doing a great job with it. And I was just really inspired by it. So I'm also, you know, from the Detroit area and I love telling Detroit stories. Um, and I was kind of thinking about some more sort of fun, entertaining stuff we could throw in the mix of the, you know, newsier content. Uh, and I think that the first one that I had pitched to Zach that we told was the story of the giant tire in Island Park.
2: A lot of the- the stories that you get involved in and then you end up speaking with Zach on, it's usually because you pitch an idea of something really interesting, be the giant tire, the big Christmas tree in Campus Martius, Belle Isle. What is it that draws you to those stories?
3: I think Detroit and Metro Detroit as a culture and a community, we have this sort of like shared collective sense of nostalgia and appreciation for our culture that we have in this region. I can only speak to this area because I've never lived anywhere else uh, long term. But, you know, I I really appreciate that about Metro Detroiters, about our our willingness to sort of like wrap our arms around these sort of similar ideas and traditions and landmarks and things like that. And I just know that there are certain things that Metro Detroiters, you know, they have that little thing of familiarity with or that thing that they want to know more about that they've driven by or been to a million times. But they might not know as much in-depth, you know, sort of facts and stories about it. And, And I like learning those things. So I kind of just draw on what I think is interesting and hope that other people find it interesting, too.
2: What was your favorite episode that you've helped out on so far that you found the most interesting and you learned something really interesting? I know it's kind of a loaded question to throw at you right <laughs> now, but...
3: You guys humored me. As, as the members of our team know, I'm a huge Halloween fan. And so Zach and I and yourself and everybody on the team worked through the month of October to bring a different story of sort of spooky haunted content every Friday in October for Halloween. And I really, really loved that project and it turned out really well. And I think among those stories that we We told the four stories that we told through October, the story of Eloise Asylum and its sort of troubled history and, you know, how it got to where it is today. I really loved that episode. I think that Zach did a great job with it. It was a complicated story, and I think it turned out really beautifully.
2: I think what makes this past year so special was not the growth of the podcast or the myriad of stories we got to tell, but just how much we learned in the process of telling these stories. That's what's really interesting that I found with this podcast is while it's educational for our listeners, it's also educational for us. And I think some of the most entertaining episodes are the episodes where we are learning with our audience.
1: Yeah, I've got this thing, and you know that it bothers me because you sit next to me and you have to hear it a lot. I don't like it when people say something very complicated And then just continue talking as if we all understand, themselves included, what exactly that means. We had an episode a while ago, the episode itself, not sexy at all, right? It's about Forever chemicals. It's about PFAS. But there was this word. We kept hearing it. Hexavalent chromium. People just kept saying it. And then the conversation would continue like, we all understand what it is, why it exists, and what it does. We don't. And so we stopped it right there. And we figured out what hexavalent chromium is. And it turns out that, of course, we're covered in it. It's how they chrome-plated cars. Where do they make cars? Here. And so it's like, oh, and those, I'm with you, those moments where you're like, of course. Why wouldn't it be this way? But you didn't know until you did. And
2: now you do. Zach, as we wrap up this conversation, is there anything that you feel like you need to say when talking about the Daily J?
1: I appreciate that all of the support I've gotten internally from, you know, our bosses and, and our coworkers have been so great about this. It it really only is my job and your job to make these podcasts, but you know, whether it's, we mentioned Alexis or Jeff Gilbert or Charlie Langton, we've had so many people. Murray Feldman is fabulous with his time. We greatly appreciate that. So many of our coworkers have been so helpful and, and their reporting is so helpful. And so, I mean, that first of all, like, I may have been the first one that was here and the one that started this, but th- th- there is no world in which I have done all the work, half the work. It, it doesn't work like that at all. And, you know, and, and I guess what I hope, too, is that, that people buy in and, and listen and you know that they're, after they hear one, whatever day it is on Tuesday, that they're like, oh, I can't wait for what's on Wednesday. And, and then that continues. I mean, that, that's what we want is for this to be able to be sustainable, whether it's two years, ten
2: years, a thousand years. doesn't matter. I do have one last question for you, though, and uh, this is something that just popped into my mind now. We've done a lot of beer episodes. What's up with you and beer?
1: Yeah, that's not a coincidence, right? I mean, one of the things that I've been fortunate enough to do uh, in my career, this podcasting thing, as far as full-time for a living, is new to me. I spent many years on the radio, and so over that time, I developed not only a like for craft beer, but I fell in love with the community itself, and, and I've been fortunate over the last four or five years to really blend myself, or maybe the better term is to really ingratiate myself into the community. And I've done a lot of reporting on the craft beer industry, drinking beer, if that's what you want to call it, whatever, same difference to me. And so, you know, I, I have this bias, I guess, towards those kinds of stories, but part of that comes with being aware of my surroundings and that Michigan has 400 breweries, they're all over the place, it's a billion dollar industry, so that kind of stuff fits in, fits in nicely.
2: So yeah. And for those of you who are listening and have never seen what Zach looks like, he looks exactly like the person you imagine in your head when you think of craft beer enjoyer. Yeah, that I, I've actually gotten that
1: more than once. It's, <laughs> I
2: don't know if it's the translucent
1: glasses or the beard. I'm not wearing a flannel today, so that, that helps a little bit.
2: But I've seen you out, and the, the oh, yeah, flannels no, no, are no, part no, of the I, arsenal. No argument. That's, that's exa- what, what does Zach look like, craft beer drinker? <sighs> this past year has been so much fun. And we thank all of you who have taken the time to listen to us and our stories. It's impossible to know what tomorrow is going to bring when you work in news, but we look forward to it every day and we are excited to see what year two has in store for the Daily J. I want to take a moment to thank all of our WWJ colleagues and all the guests that we have had over this past year for making this year not just possible, but incredibly special. We could not have done it without any of them. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on the new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for a great year.